0: Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: Welcome back, guys.
1: Hey, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. I'm actually excited about the podcast today. I know this is a request of a lot of our listeners, right? Yeah. Oh, the people that have heard the Inner Child podcast always comment that they like something a little bit more in depth. And, you know, they really like that particular podcast. And you've gotten a lot of questions on inner child work. You do a lot of inner child work with a lot of your clients. um, And that's a big part of your coaching. So we wanted to take the opportunity not just to make another podcast, but to actually do a series kind of like what we did with the attachment style series that we just got through. We got a lot of feedback that a lot of people like that series. So we figured we'll develop an inner child series since that's another topic that we get asked a lot about.
1: Absolutely. And the thing is, is that a lot of people get so overwhelmed and confused like what is the inner child like what does that mean like you're trying to tell me that there's a little kid inside of me running around wreaking havoc pretty much like that's what I'm pretty much trying to tell you and the term inner child is it's thrown around a lot right and really what it is is it's these childlike aspects within ourselves like sub that get stuck depending on the different stages that we went through and things that we had been through and it reflects what we once were as children, whether we were happy or sad or angered, And the part of the inner child that most people don't recognize is that it's hidden. It's hidden within our psyche. It's hidden within our shadows. And that's where the triggers, that's where the reactive behavior come from, those unhealed aspects of ourselves. And so I think most people are going to find this podcast very helpful because I'm going to and we're going to talk about what that looks like using some real life examples as well. So I think it's going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah, so we're going to start off the series or kick off the series with just getting reacquainted with your inner child. What does that look like? What is that? And that's something, if you've heard uh, me, I'm very logical and it's something that, you know, it it took me a while to kind of understand this whole theory and um, I don't want to say theory, this whole concept about the inner child and listening to you and actually seeing that i could benefit from being reacquainted with my inner child was something that was really interesting to me
1: exactly and the thing is is that when there's a part of our inner child that's stuck or triggered we'll find ourselves acting out in behaviors and the child within those experiences didn't grow up and go away they got stuck and i remember like when i started doing this work i was like yeah inner child work and you're looking at me like yeah that's That's great. Like, what does that even mean? Like that is that does not logically make sense. And to me, it didn't either. But then I realized and I started to say to myself, wow, that's my inner child. And something that most people don't don't even know is that it's not just a five year old that's inside of you. There's different stages. There is the infant stage, you know, there's the toddler stage, the latency elementary school age, there's the middle schooler, there's the high schooler, and then there's the young adult. So you take all of those age domains and you look at what happened during those periods of time that either stunted your emotional growth or affected you in a way. And then you can start pinpointing, oh, When I'm attacking somebody and I'm coming at them, this is that teenager in me trying to protect myself. Or when I'm feeling needy and I'm feeling like I'm not getting my needs met and I'm feeling quite codependent in this moment or whatever, that's probably the younger inner child within myself that didn't feel like their emotional and psychological needs were met. And when you can start understanding that, you then can come from a better place and start healing those parts of yourself.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with identifying, right? Because it was hard for me because I was very parentified at a very young age, you know, and I became a father at 20 years old. I was just a child when I became a father. So I was, it always felt like I was, I needed to be in a position where I wasn't a child anymore. You know, again, my experiences, where I came from, the things that I had to endure in my life, made it so, you know, I never felt like a child. You know, I never had the the time to really play and, and be carefree because there was always a worry. And that happens to a lot of people with trauma that you have these worries. So you become um, overly parentified, overly uh, responsible for everything. And then you miss out on that childhood phase that you would normally have. And that's where it can kind of rear its ugly head as you're an adult, where you can't, functionally you can't play because you've missed out on that.
1: And you know what? Some adults don't even know how to play. I have so many parents that will say to me, my kids coming over with the Barbies and I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, I don't want to do this. Nope. Anything but the Barbies, please put the matchbox cars away. It's very uncomfortable for parents who were over parentified or didn't have a healthy childhood to play with their own kids. I struggled with this. My daughter will come over to me and be like, hey, mom, you want to play Barbies? And I'm like, oh, God. Now, I used to have Barbies. I used to play with Barbies. But what I recognized is that I could never play with Barbies without the worry or without the barrier that something was going to happen. And the things my Barbies dolls did, I don't want my dolls doing. So I'm like, how am I supposed to play? So I've literally had to say to my seven-year-old, can you teach mommy how to play Barbies? Because she doesn't have that trauma. She has the imagination. So adults will find it really difficult to just play, sit and relax with their children because it feels so unnatural and it can actually be like a source of anxiety for them.
0: Now, I know some of you guys are hearing us and saying, are you really saying that, you know, at 40, 50, 60 years old, people should be playing around with dolls? And and that's actually exactly what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're saying. The ability to do that is so helpful when we're talking about like inner child work, you know, to bring those emotions out because you have to bring them out to be able to deal with them and to be able to work through them. Understanding, and that's what we talk a lot about, is acknowledging and understanding how you feel working through that trauma. That's all part of it. So, we're going to get into getting reacquainted with the inner child, right, on this podcast. And then we're going to continue to do. Different series dealing with inner child work and how does it look like and what you should be doing to help you bring those emotions and feelings to surface so you can work with it.
1: Exactly. I think you said that really well. And I think you compartmentalized everything we were just talking about into one great, fantastic little paragraph. So that's phenomenal. And I think what's going to be awesome is, is that as we progress through these series, there'll be exercises, there'll be things to try, there'll be journaling things, there'll be things that you can play. So if you just don't know where to start, starting here at this episode is going to really take it off for you. You just recently were reacquainted with your inner child, right? It was just like this wow moment. Can you talk about that moment when you finally realized that what you were going through was your inner child and kind of let our listeners know what that was like?
0: Yeah, there's something that happened just recently with a family member, right? So I, I come from a big family. My mother has nine siblings and my father has nine siblings. So there's, there, there's a big family on both sides. So I have a lot of uncles and aunts. That, you know, again, a part of my life. Right. It, it's different times in my life. I had someone there. Right. And there's an, a particular uncle that I, I felt like I had a, a closer relationship than than a lot of the other ones. And unfortunately, he had he just lost his his wife to, to covid. And so we, we you know, uh, after very a long time. It's yeah, been it was a,
1: about like about 10 years since we had seen him.
0: Exactly. And, and that's really because just life happens. Right. Exactly. You know, you got kids, you got, you know, b- uh, business to run and it's just everything. Right. Podcasts to make. So, you know, life just happened and you kind of lose the those connections sometimes. Right. And and not for any any reason, but just for that. Right. We just kind of grew apart. Right. He had his life. I had my life. And and we just kind of grew apart. But, you know, we took that opportunity. He had lost his spouse. So we decided to go out there and and just pay him a visit. Right. You know, he's mourning the loss of of uh, his wife. And, you know, me and my cousin decided, well, let's let's go down there, pay him a visit, see, you know, if there's anything he needs if there's anything we can do. And uh, so we took that opportunity. We went down there.
1: So you go down there. You're I, again. You you grew up with this uncle. You you know the gym is what you had in common, and it was like this cool you know nephew uncle relationships. So you go down there. He's lost his wife. You and your cousin are there. Just quote unquote, do the right thing. Show your support. And while you're there, you notice that what 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 do you start noticing? Like what do you start to feel?
0: Well. It was, and again, older generation, right? And I've with older generations. There's certain conversations that come up, right? And 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 it happens. And and for everyone that listens to us, and understands that this, of course, you know, especially around the holidays, we've done the holiday podcast and the People of People podcast, right? There's things that come up, right? Of course, religion is is a big hot topic. Politics is a big hot topic, right? So there's Things that happen and the in just exactly like, I'm, we're not immune to, to to that either right especially with a family that large there's going to be people on both sides of 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 every type of uh, subject right so you're
1: it's it's not like you haven't been in situations where there's been differences of opinions and people are talking and you're like oh god I'm not even gonna you know engage with this so it wasn't anything in out of the ordinary
0: exactly it's nothing out of the ordinary it's nothing that I I I haven't been able to handle before right so a conversation similar to that came about right and you know again i handled it the way i always handle it you know i respect your opinion this is my opinion on it and we kind of move forward and you know everyone listens to to the to each other's you know opinion and we can respect to disagree on certain things and there's nothing wrong with that the conversation didn't go badly right the conversation it was just a, con- a conversation that that got a little bit you know it, a little bit more intense than just a, a a normal back and forth but it wasn't again no, there wasn't an argument or anything like that but it left an uneasy feeling with me and that's something that I couldn't shake I couldn't shake that uneasy feeling mm-hmm. for whatever reason that whole conversation and it wasn't even just the conversation but it was just the whole interaction as a whole Well
1: it was the mannerisms it was just it was everything about it
0: later on we worked that out right like we sat down and talked about that and that's when we started to hash out you know what really is it that made me uneasy because i was uneasy for days it wasn't it wasn't like it was a situation where again you we ha- you, you can have a conversation with someone and then walk away and be like, ah, you know what? It, it is what it is. And that's what I thought it was going to be. But it didn't.
1: No, it was for days where you were a little irritable. You were agitated. You weren't yourself. You were a little bit snappy. And you just weren't feeling right. And I remember we came and we I came down and sat next to you on the couch. And I said, you know, you've been making. Oh, I remember. You've been making some comments lately. You know, you've been saying some things lately that that, that got me thinking. You were You were actually saying comments that were like almost like feeling sorry for yourself. Right. And I was like, why do you keep saying that? Like, where's that coming from? You're like, you know what? I can think about that. And that at that point, we started to talk and we started to realize that that wasn't you as an adult. That was your that was that inner child in you. That was that's where that was coming from. That's what preceded that conversation.
0: Yeah, it was the inner child of in me just kind of, you know, streaming out. You know, I, I don't feel safe. I couldn't mm-hmm. logically put those two things together. Right. Logically, it was just a conversation like I've had a, a, a hundred times, a million times, right? I couldn't understand why I could not pull away from from that, why there was this lingering uneasiness. And that, you know, we came to find out was my inner child just screaming out, hey, I don't feel safe. And they didn't feel safe because, again, you know, my mother's brother, my mother, obviously, we've talked about this on previous podcasts, is a classic narcissist, I could see the same tendencies, the same mannerisms, the same. The, the the same way she conducted herself i could see that something that i could never see before cuz i again i haven't had this
1: well he wasn't your mother he wasn't the one to abuse you he was the uncle that took you to the gym so you didn't have that same perspective or or, or awareness to be like holy crap there's the parallels
0: exactly and it wasn't until we sat down and had that conversation that i could start to see That's what it was.
1: That was your cell memory. We talk about, and I talk about this a lot, your cell memory, before you had a conscious memory or a conscious thought process of what was going on, your body said, oh oh my, this is not safe. Because your body literally it's your 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 psyche's primitive it's, it's very reptilian it doesn't recognize that i'm you know a grown man just sitting in front of my uncle your body just says i remember these conversations i remember the intonation in the voice i remember the mannerisms your body says oh god i'm back to where i was when i didn't have control over my safety because my mother is a covert narcissist so your body did not know so you had your cell memory triggered without conscious memory of it then when we started to talk about your inner child we were able to then do that reacquainted that reconnection where you were like oh that's what that was and it was like a big light bulb moment wasn't
0: it yeah absolutely it was because the moment that I made that connection the moment that I understood that it wasn't you know the adult version of me going through because the adult version of me logically doesn't understand why am I triggered by this like why is this even bothering me You know what? You know, again, this is something that I've dealt with countless amounts of time with with countless amounts of people. Why is why is this still lingering inside me? And it was until I made that connection that it wasn't my adult self. It was the inner child of me not understanding, you know, what was going on that it left.
1: Yep, And I was able
0: to process that trauma basically and and move forward exactly
1: and when you had been making those comments like you know these little like you were seeking validation and when we look back and the things that you were saying it's like that it was like an eight or nine year old in you that was like tell me I'm good enough tell me that I'm worthy tell me that like I'm safe and that's exactly what it was and when I pointed that out it it literally almost like our conversation almost started out as a disagreement because I was coming to you like why the hell are you saying all this all the time and then it was like oh and once you did that I think you said I feel better. I all you like instantly started to feel better and you're like, I can feel it like leaving my body. Like I remember you saying, like, I'm I feel better. And it was because you consciously were reacquainted with your inner child and your inner child says, Oh, I'm safe again.
0: Yeah, it was just the acknowledging, right? Acknowledging that inner child inside me that was crying out. Right. And that's that's what we're gonna talk about, right? Getting acquainted with your inner child. Is, is acknowledging that you have that inside you, right? That even as adults, even as grown men and women, we have this little boy or little girl inside us that sometimes comes out, right? And we see that and we have to just acknowledge it. You know, it doesn't make us, you know, children. It doesn't make us weak. It makes us understand ourselves better.
1: We are actually able to be quote unquote vulnerable in those circumstances and what we're looking for is reassurance that we're okay. And we can give that to ourselves, but there's been some times where I don't know, maybe recently I have felt my inner child feel a certain way and I've been able to express like speaking on behalf of how I'm feeling on the inside and just getting that out and then getting you to be like, okay, you know, you're understanding that I almost instantly feel better because that little person inside of me says, Hey, I'm seen, I'm heard, I'm I'm good. And, Will we always have inner children in us? Most likely. But we can start working on healing that. But you have to start with being reacquainted with that part of you. And that takes some work and takes some time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this podcast is about, right? So we're going to pause here for a special message. When we get back, we'll talk about signs that you have a wounded inner child and tips and tricks on how to reconnect and reacquaint yourself with your inner child. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now, here's an opportunity to help us continue making content, and we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support. And don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast.
0: So we've been talking about getting acquainted with our inner child, our first podcast of this new series. So let's, let's get right into like signs of what to look for when you have like a wounded inner child.
1: Okay, so I think it's really important that, you know, most people are probably listening to this right now being like, eh, I don't know. know." So I'm gonna just, you know, briefly go through a few of the big signs. So, one of the biggest signs that you have a wounded inner child is that you are triggered very easily. Okay, so you're triggered easily. We can look at the fact that you may be insecure, needy. You're gonna have probably some self worth issues, constantly requiring external validation, needing to know everything's okay, lack of boundaries. Literally talk to anybody about anything, really just want someone to listen to you. You can make friends with anybody, right? Jealousy in relationships, needing to always be the center of attention, needing to know that in your relationship that you're important, vigilant, you know, always looking over your shoulder, not knowing what's coming, impulsive in your decisions because you lack the ability to kind of sit there and process through things. Nothing feels enough to you. There's nothing that could fulfill this gap within you. It doesn't matter what your partner says. It doesn't matter what's going on at work. It just never feels good enough. And then you feel left with a bunch of unmet needs. So if that sounds like you, if you've literally got at least four or five of those, then you've got a wounded inner child. And we can look at ways to become reacquainted so you can start reparenting yourself in healing.
0: Now, again, if you're listening to us, a likely scenario is that you have at least one or two of these, right? that you're working towards this because of of some level of trauma. you have at least one of these, right? so so, does that mean that you have a wounded inner child? Yeah, absolutely. that's that's where that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. And we've talked about that some previous podcasts, right? A lot of these trauma comes from our childhood comes from, Those times that those traumatic experiences that happen as we were developing that and that kind of stunt us emotionally and psychologically.
1: Absolutely. And I just want to say that trauma isn't always necessarily what has happened to us. It's also what never happened to us and what we didn't get, which I think would be a really good podcast episode, right? So, you may not had to have had significantly traumatic events for your child to feel your inner child to feel a little wounded, but maybe. You didn't feel seen. Maybe you had a parent that wasn't always home. Maybe when they were there, you spent a little bit of time, but you always kind of felt like you were in the background. That could be kind of traumatic too. So it's not always what happens to you. Sometimes it's what hasn't happened. And because of that, you seek out those experiences that maybe you saw your friends had. Geez, whenever I'm there, their parents are always eating at the table. They're always talking. When I'm eating, I'm getting thrown a TV dinner because mom's busy and dad's busy. And not that that's bad. Your needs were met. You ate. Your parents parents cared about you, but you were really lacking that connection and that conversation that can leave you feeling like you've got some unmet needs. So I just kind of wanted to just, you know, preface that. So I think it's really important to know that you only have you, you can have one or two of these and still feel a little wounded on the inside. You don't have to have all of them. And if you do have all of them, then OK, we can work through it. So it's fine.
0: Yeah. And the, and the lesson here is that we all have this inner child inside of us that we need to just listen to from time to time
1: exactly and so this kind of kind of segues into what are some ways or what are some things tips and tricks that we can do to become reacquainted so i'm going to tell you the first thing that i had to do i want you to consider getting yourself a notebook a journal or something that's just dedicated to this aspect of growing yourself so that you can always refer back to it and in that i want you to write down all of the behaviors that you manifest that make you feel uncomfortable or that have been propped out by other people. For example, I always seem to get extremely agitated and irritable when I feel like someone's not listening to me and then I blow up. You'll wanna write that down, okay? The goal is to write down all of the behaviors that seem to cause issues in your relationships, whether in friendships, intimate relationships or at work, and then start asking yourself, Okay, so this looks like this is a tantrum. When I don't get my way or I feel like my spouse is not listening to me, I blow up and I I walk away. That's no different than a four-year-old child who can't have cake before dinner, storms off, goes to their room and pouts. Adults do that. When you see an adult doing that, that is their inner child because they're feeling like their wants and needs aren't being met. So that's where you start. You start writing those things down. And then you start asking yourself, what would be... An age-appropriate behavior for this. What age do I think would that fit under? Especially if you have children, you're going to be able to be like, wow, I was acting like a four-year-old. That's going to help you start isolating the specific behaviors that you need to work on. And I had to do that myself. It was really painful. But that's where you can start. After you've done that journaling exercise, you'll then want to do another exercise. And this one was really... It was helpful, but it kind of just solidified the fact like, wow, I have some stuff I have to work on. So I want you to think back to when you were a young kid. What did you like to do for fun? And if you're sitting here like most people saying, what is fun? Then that's problematic. But if you can think back to, oh, I liked going in my tree fort. I liked riding my bike. I liked doing these things. I want you to write down the things that you liked. And then I want you to ask yourself What would be some activities that a kid around this age would enjoy? And I want you to write that into another column. And now you know what's coming, right? I want you to go back and re-experience those things that you thought you liked as a kid, because obviously you didn't get to really enjoy them, and then pick some items from the other list and try them. So I'm going to tell you one thing I had to do. I took my kids to the park over the summer, and I thought it would be smart to sit on a swing, pump my legs as high as I could to see if I could jump off where I could land with my kids. I almost broke my legs because I'm not a little kid anymore, but it was fun. I got stuck in the slide, but it was fun. Doing things like that is really gonna help you reacquaint yourself with that inner part of you that needs that, because life can't always be about hustle and paying bills and all these things, you need to have fun. And when you don't know how to have fun, the best way to learn is to be around kids and observe. How does a kid at this age have fun? So that's literally where you start.
0: Yeah. And it's a good point because I know we talk a lot about like trauma and dealing with it and dealing with like a wounded inner child. But I'm sure there's listeners out there that had a decent childhood and can remember remember good times in their childhood where they were free and carefree and having fun. And sometimes as adults, we forget about that. Right. The life gets to us right so the the hustle and bustle of of raising a family or you know working a, a job or owning a business or whatever it is that that you you guys do that kind of it becomes so prominent in our life that we forget to have fun we forget that small child inside of us that still has that need to just unwind and to relax and just sit down and play video games or or you know swing on the swing and that's all healthy and that's good for us to reconnect and reacquaint ourselves with that inner part of of our psyche that needs that
1: exactly and so that's why i told you about those two journaling exercises so one of the other things that I want to talk about is—is is this is how you'll know that it's your inner child in a good way. We've talked about triggers of your inner child when it's not so happy, right? We've we've talked about Jay's story here. Let's talk about a time when ooh, that was my inner child and they're happy. Have you ever been stuck in traffic or you're you're sitting in work or something like that, and all of a sudden you rec- you realize that your spouse is making you your favorite fried chicken and you get to have your beer, and then on that night your favorite freaking show was on, and all of a sudden you get like this surge of like really weird happiness, and it's like what the hell that has happened to me before i can tell you numerous times that that's happened to me where i got extremely excited because i was getting a nice
0: coffee i've never made you fried chicken
1: i'm just i you know what you haven't so that's what you can do you can make me some fried chicken but what i'm saying is is i've had those experiences where i've been like oh my god i'm gonna be getting my like favorite meal today or i'm gonna be going out and getting a an nice coffee or i'm gonna go and it's something small little kids get really excited over freaking happy meals you see the correlation here? So that's why I get all excited. Like, you know, can you think of something? Can you think of a time when like your inner child was like excited about something that was positive? Like you just got this surge of like, oh, that's going to be fun. Or, ooh, like you could be down in the dumps and then all of a sudden you have this little surge of happiness.
0: The only uh, example I can attribute to that is that first feeling like we're in the Northeast, right? So after a long winter, that first time that you can drive around with your window down, you know the the first time that it, that it's it's warm enough after again you know we have those 10 degree you know single digit winters uh, up here sometimes right but that first warm enough day that you can roll your window down and drive w- with the breeze the warm breeze coming in that bliss is is something that always takes me back so
1: when we think about that that's probably like you know the old the young the young adult in you the older teenager and you, you finally had your independence and you had your car and you could kind of go do your things you can remember how awesome that felt that's probably the age i would think
0: yeah absolutely and it, it's funny you bring this up right And this the kind of triggers another weird memory like as a as a young kid the the one thing that we do this is kind of a silly thing right and I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to share this with you guys but um, I remember as a young kid, like the the one like silly game that, that we would play is I'm bilingual, right? So I'm, I'm, I, I speak both English and Spanish. And um, I, I remember listening to music. And I think I've, I've shared this story with you, right? With me and my younger brother, we would listen to like any modern song and just translate it literally into Spanish. And we thought it was the funniest thing, just liter- these literal translations of English to Spanish. Um, and we kind of, we wouldn't sing them per se but we just sit there and and translate the the word the lyrics to songs into Spanish and they were just kind of ridiculous because you you know it's it's tough to literally translate anything right from one language to another we thought that was the funniest thing I don't know why you know but you know I, I find myself doing that from time to time just sitting and, and just thinking about a lyric to a song and then translating it and it takes me back to that time it takes me back to that memory of being a child and and just finding the most mundane things to be funny
1: Exactly. And so that's, that's healthy inner child stuff. So as you guys can see, we all have inner children. Some of our inner children are a little bit more emotionally stable, and sometimes our inner children aren't as stable. So now you've had those three things, looking for fun, trying to make the connections back, thinking about what kids do for fun, and then implementing them, doing the two journal exercises, right? And then the other thing that I think is really important, and this is something that I do about two times a day now, I'd like to do it more, But I started off with once a day saying, what is it that I want or that I need in this very moment? Now, remember, if you grew up in a very chaotic environment, no one was like, hey, Courtney, do you need something? It was like I didn't have needs. So I struggled as an adult to do anything for myself. I had to force myself yesterday to get off my feet to not do anything creative, to, to just sit there and try to be comfortable with doing nothing because I struggle with not having my own needs met from myself. So being able to ask yourself that, you will hear something. Sometimes you'll hear peace, quiet, I want to have fun, I want to play. Sometimes I hear I want gummy bears, straight up, because it's my favorite thing right here. I want an Italian sub because that was always like my little nice sandwich that my mother would get for me that made, used to make me feel good. So asking yourself every day, what is it that I need in this moment? Or what is it that I want in this moment? What you're translating back to your psyche because you're going to ask it out loud, right? You're teaching and retraining those parts of your brain that are affected by trauma and are affected by other things like your amygdala and your hippocampus and your pituitary gland. You're retraining your brain to say, hey, I have needs too. And when you can slowly start meeting those needs, you know, whatever it is that you can do, taking a five minute break, going to have a snack, doing these things, that little tiny inner child in you slowly starts to heal because it feels heard. Really, it's not difficult to heal the inner child. It just takes dedication, consistency and the belief that goes behind the work that you're going to need to do.
0: Really, it's and it's just understanding that you we all have it there. There is still a part of us. That is still at that at that those different stages of age. And just acknowledging that goes a long way for to understanding ourselves and to to helping us get reacquainted.
1: There is not one person in this entire world that does not have some form of self-improvement to do. And if someone tells you otherwise, they'd lack self-awareness. When we can just normalize the fact that we are a bunch of children in adult bodies running around and we need to start healing those aspects of ourselves, we can get to a better place. We truly can get to a better place. And so I encourage everybody that is listening to this podcast right now to do this for yourselves. But if you know somebody that you can see some of these signs in, direct them to it. Because the goal is that the more people that are doing it, the less awkward you're going to feel when you see a bunch of of adults at a park. They're not all weirdos. They're not all there to do things they shouldn't be doing. Sometimes people are just reparenting themselves. Let yourself have ice cream for dinner. Stay up late. Have steak for breakfast. Do those things that you never were able to do. You know what I mean? And, and be okay with it. Play hooky every once in a while. I'm calling in well today. I'm too happy to show up at work. I'm too, I'm too, I'm feeling too good to have to deal with that negativity. I'm treating myself today to a day off. Like, do those things. That's what makes life worth every tiny little thing you have to go through when you finally get to make the decision that my happiness is my
0: choice. Yeah, absolutely. And that's gonna be our next podcast in the series right just reparenting yourself or how do you start to reparent yourself so i hope you guys got a lot of good information from this and are ready to start getting reacquainted with your inner child and stay tuned for our other podcasts in this series
1: so, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com.
0: We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe.
1: Remember, there's no shame in asking for help.
0: Till next time.